Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. Hi everyone, my name is Michaela Beck. I am a DCE major. I'm a junior. I just transferred in this last year, um, and I'm so glad that you're all here. Um, but before I start, let's go ahead and pray. Uh, awesome God, thank you so much for bringing us all here safe and sound. God, I just ask that you speak through me and that you um, open everybody's eyes, ears, and hearts to you um, today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so um, my topic is called Broken by the World and Redeemed by Christ. Um, so I have a verse for you, maybe? There we go. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and read Romans 5, verses 1 through 21. I'm going to kind of jump around here, um, so just be aware of that. So therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Not shall we be saved through this life. Not only so, it is also, but we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was was condemnation for all, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners. So also through the obedience of one man, the many will be made righteous. The law was added so that the trespass might increase. But where sin has increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right, so I want to first start off by um, talking about what is brokenness. And so I did a little Googling search because that's what we do, right? Um, And so I have a couple of definitions that I found. Um, The first one is being forcibly separated into two or more pieces or fractured. The next one is having been violated. Um, They put this in the context of a broken promise, but there's many other ways that it could be taken. Being incomplete or disarrayed. That's the next one. Full of errors, as in broken English, but we can also apply that to ourselves, right? Subdued or weakened. Crushed by grief, not functioning, or out of order. These are just some of the definitions that I found. There was more and more that could possibly fill up a whole entire slideshow. But I had to choose a few, and these are the ones I chose. But... To be honest, I like my definition a little better. Um, So this is my definition. I actually wrote this um, one time. Well, I was in a really um, depressed mental state. It was a really bad time of my life, and I just felt broken. I was shattered. Like there was a million pieces of me lying on the ground, and no matter how fast I continue to try and pick them up, more and more just keep on breaking and falling onto the floor in a never-ending cycle of pain. Brokenness is hard, but it's something that we all go through. Um, In fact, 
Brokenness for me um, first started off, first time I ever saw it was when I was four years old. Um, my, all my memories before I was four were really great. I remember um, picking tomatoes with my great grandma in the garden and laughing and raking leaves and like all these random things. Um, but the first time that I really remembered being broken was when my parents got into the, uh, the argument that ultimately ended in their divorce. Um, I was there for that argument, and that was the scariest time of my entire life. A four-year-old should not witness those things, but I did. Um, that was the first time that I came across brokenness. Um, three years later, um, my little sister, who was about four at the time, she was really sick. Um, she was in the hospital for about three months or so, um, and we thought she was going to die. The doctors told us that there was not much hope left, that really all you could do is just pray and hope that she was going to be okay. Um, she was broken. She was broken by this world, broken by her disease, broken by brokenness. It was awful, but I remember my grandma and I going out of the room and stepping by this window, and it was bright. It was beautiful outside. And I just was like, I don't understand why my sister is sick. Like, it, she, like it's so beautiful outside. Like, God has given us this beautiful day, but I, all I feel is just this broken, shattered soul. I could not believe that my baby sister was struggling and crying and hurting as much as she was. So I remember my grandma and I taking a second and just praying. And that was one of the coolest moments I think I've ever had in my faith journey, is praying right there. A couple weeks later, she started to get better. And um, I'm glad to say that she's actually here today. Um, she's alive and well, and she hasn't had an episode and been back to the hospital in at least a year and a half, which is great. Good news. So, um, the next time I encountered brokenness uh, was with my dad. So, um, when my parents got divorced, um, I, my mom had custody of me, so I didn't get to see my dad very often um, growing up. Uh, I think when I was seven, so around the same time that my sister got sick and started to get better, that's when I really started to see him again. Um, but it was not the greatest. Uh, he would take us on our like on his dates, trying to um, kind of spend time with us, but kind of not. And um, there were a lot of times where I just felt worthless. Um, my dad never came. I was a dancer. And I've danced for 13 years. Um, never came to one dance recital. Didn't come to any of my graduations. Didn't come to anything of mine. And that's hard to experience growing up, right? I know that some of you might have experienced the same thing or have opposite experiences as me. But uh, for me, not having a dad there sucked. It was the worst thing ever. Um, not only was he not there, but I was actually emotionally abused by my father. And so that was really hard, just knowing that I was just broken down every single time I had to see him. I was called worthless. I was called just a piece of trash. I felt, you know, like the Katy Perry song that's like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? That was me. That's literally how I saw myself. I just, I was nothing at all. 
And uh, so that was really hard. And then I get to high school, and uh, I finally realize what my dad is doing to me. And so I decided to cut ties. And so I no longer speak to him. Um, but in high school, things still didn't work out the way I wanted to. Um, there were actually times where I would go and eat in the bathroom stall, like those terrible movies that you guys have probably seen, where like, you know, a little nerdy girl goes and sits in the bathroom because she has no friends. That was actually me. So um, that was hard to go through. I had no friends. People were mean. I actually once was tried to be run over by a car. That was scary. Um, but things were just a mess. I didn't understand why I was going through these things. I didn't understand why this world was so broken, and I didn't understand why I was broken. Like I said before, I felt like I was shattered, like there is a million pieces of me lying on the ground, and no matter how fast I tried to pick them up, it never worked. It never worked. I was trying to do these things by myself, and I didn't realize that I needed something so much greater than myself. So I really was wrestling with these questions on, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why is there so much brokenness in the world? Like, why did my parents have to get divorced? Why did my sister have to get sick? Why did my dad have to abuse me? Why did my friends, like, hate me? Like, why did I not have friends in high school? And so it took me a really, really, really long time. But I finally came to a couple conclusions. The first is that everything is broken because of the fall of man. Everybody, I know, right, great picture. Um, Google is, once again, fantastic. Um, but everybody is sinful, right? Um, as soon as Adam and Eve took that first bite of that fruit, this world was just filled with brokenness and sin and hurt and disgusting just pile of mess. Second of all, nobody's perfect. Um, this was a really hard conclusion to come to because me, um, thinking I could fix everything, um, I really tried to be as perfect as I could. So I got straight A's throughout high school. Um, like, I tried to be, I was like cheer captain. I literally tried to do like as much things as I could to be the most perfect person I could. Um, but I realized like through all of this, nobody's perfect. And everybody is broken and everybody is sinful. And so we can't hold those people to those high standards because that's not how this world works. This whole world is just full of sin and brokenness. And so there's no way that everybody can be perfect because there's only one person that is, and that's God. Also, we see that the devil is constantly at work. Um, we actually see in 1 Peter 5.8 um, to be alert and of sober mind, because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I think this verse is so powerful, um, because it's true. Spiritual warfare is a thing, and as soon as the devil sees, like, oh, oh, they're second-guessing something for one second, he's going to grab onto you, and he's not going to let go. That was really hard for me to wrestle with because spiritual warfare has definitely been a really big thing in my life. 
um, especially with all this brokenness that has surrounded me, um, it's really hard. It's really easy to think like, oh yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Like, my faith, maybe not, because it's broken and I don't like it. Right? Like, it's, it's so hard to realize this, but he's ready. He's ready to jump on you and attack you at any second that you feel weak. That's another thing that I found. But, we have a big but here. You ready for this? All right. So, there's hope in Christ. Um, Throughout all my contemplation um, of this in high school, um, I really came to find that we have to put our hope in Christ because there's no other option. This world is so full of sin and brokenness and doubt and just all these terrible things, and we can't put our identity in those things that make us broken. We have to put our identity in Christ and in the hope that he gives us because that's the only thing that matters. So we can't put our identity in these brokenness and worldly things, but rather in him, the author and perfecter of our faith. Um, I think God is so cool because he has redeemed me so much that like, now I finally feel comfortable to be able to share my story with you guys. Um, so I just want to thank you really quick on a side note for being a part of the first time I've ever sh- shared my story. So thank you. Anyway. You don't need to talk. You're fine. Um, now, so there's some other things that are kind of, they're kind of important. Um, so the stronger our faith, the more and more struggles we'll face. This kind of goes back to um, that whole thing about First um, Peter, where it says, like, the devil's ready, like, roaring around like a prowling lion, right? Like, he's ready to grab onto you. Um, so the stronger our faith is going to be, the more and more struggles you're going to face. Um, but there is some examples of these. Um, one is Paul's story from Second Corinthians. Um, and I'm going to read that to you guys really quick. It's pretty short. So this is what it says. Um, to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there has given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, I am strong. Um, That's actually one of my favorite passages in the Bible, um, simply because it really connects to me. Um, there's so many other great things in the Bible. I'm not alluding to any of the, anything like that. But um, I love this so much because um, it just really shows, like, we are to delight in our weakness and brokenness because Christ is what makes us strong. And if we, if we aren't broken, if we aren't weak, why do we even need him? Think about that for a second. If you're not going through struggles, if you're not having a hard time in some area of your life, why do we need God? What's the point? When we are weak and when we are broken, we are so much stronger because we have God there with us. The next thing is 
that um, nothing can separate you from the love of God. I want you guys to know that right off the bat. No matter how broken you are, no matter how weak you're feeling, no matter any of the struggles you're going through, nothing can separate you from God. Nothing. I actually want us to read this together, if we can. So let's go ahead and do that. And one, two, three. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So that is from Romans 8, uh, verses 38 and 39. Um, And if I leave you with anything tonight, I hope you guys take these away. That nothing can separate you from the love of God. Jesus Christ came down and died for your sins because he loves you that much. And no matter how broken you are, no matter if you feel shattered and lying on the floor like you can't pick up your pieces, like it's just a never-ending cycle of pain, God is always there and he loves you so much and nothing can separate you from that. Nothing. All right. There is one last thing that I would love to leave you guys with. Um, Is that our suffering and brokenness lead us to God. They lead us to the cross. And it brings us closer to God. It gives us a closer relationship with him that you would never be able to have if you didn't experience those things. His love heals your brokenness, and his love changes absolutely everything in your life. You will never be the same person you once were before you knew Christ, because he loves you so much that he changes everything, and he heals every single part of your broken heart that is shattered on the floor. So, that's all I have. So, if you guys want to go ahead and pray with me. Awesome, God. Uh, We thank you so much for being that one and only, the author and perfecter of our faith that heals our brokenness and that is never, never, never failing. God, we just thank you uh, for bringing us together, um, for being able to dive deeper into your word. And God, uh, we just ask that you are constantly on our hearts and that you remind us every single day that you love us and nothing can separate us from that, no matter how broken we are or we're feeling. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.
God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.